Jacob, you know, I will not be working on next Monday. Yeah. You took another position. <laughs> so what is it? What is it like not to be finished? You know, I'm not gloating or anything, but what? I'm going on vacation. What are you doing? I love it. I'm so excited to not be going on vacation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that That's all you got to say? <laughs> no, I got more. I mean, because here's the thing, like a It's well documented on a lot of these podcasts, whether it's Craft the Draft or Teach Me Teacher, that I uh, don't like time off. And it's not the well, that's not true. I do like time off. I'm very thankful for time off. I I get a lot of time to work on other projects, process, do music, hang out, play video games, read books, all that stuff. But I get antsy and I don't self-manage well. Uh, despite the fact that I do have a lot of self-discipline, I just, I don't in some aspects and some of those have to do with vacation. Um, and so really my max is like two weeks is a sweet spot. Christmas break is a good break. Two weeks and then I'm back. Um, three weeks is stretching it. Four weeks, I start getting very antsy, but after four, it's over. Like seriously, I, I enjoy it about one month of summer a year roughly it depends on like what i'm doing like if i'm in book mode which hopefully this summer i will be with craft and draft um Mm -hmm. then the time is very welcome because i need that time to write every single day because that's how i work I, i just put tons of words down over the course of several weeks and days and months and then I go back and polish, add, fix, all that other stuff. But I get it all down really fast. That's how I, it's how I work. Um, so that time is very valuable. But in general, I really do hate time off. I hate summers. Uh, I hate, because <laughs> I, I, they're just too long. Like, I just, I don't like it. People are like, why don't you go on vacation? I'm like, well, I'm not used to vacationing. I've never really had money to do it until I was older. I've gone to a few beaches and stuff. Um, there's some complications this year that are keeping that from happening, but, um, it's just something, I don't know. I'm just not that kind of person yet. I guess, I guess someday in the future, maybe I will be, but I'd be cool to like go to Egypt or something. I've been watching, uh, this is kind of a, (laughs) a random thing. I've been, uh, falling asleep to, um, ancient apocalypse, which is a Netflix show. Um, and it's a lot of people compare it to like ancient aliens and stuff like that, but it's a little bit more intellectual in my opinion. Um, cause it's not that, but, uh, it's by Graham Hancock. A lot of people hate this documentary. I, I don't, I, first of all, I want to just disclaimer. I don't think this documentary is very, I think there's a lot of interesting facts in it, but I think it, it extends the truth a little bit to fit the narrative, but it's interesting, but I like it. It's historical. You're go, the, the, he goes to a lot of, uh, old places, old historical places. And it makes me want to do that is the point of why I'm bringing that up is it makes me want to go see just ancient sites, just to see stone that was carved, you know, thousands of years ago or see markings that were made thousands of years ago. Like that stuff really intrigues me to a large degree. Um, and so I, I think that would be a really fun thing to do as a vacation, but in general, I just don't do well with time off. I feel antsy, I get, uh, I, th- I think I have some self-destructive habits. Like, uh, I just, I kind of just dwell a little bit and then I auto-correct 
with extreme productivity and it's just kind of exhausting. Like when I'm working, it's, it just balances me out a little bit. Um, so when like we were doing a staff luncheon, uh, yesterday and the teachers were like, Oh, Chastain, you excited for summer? What's your plans? And I was like, Oh, you know, I'll be working. I have like three more weeks left. You know, teachers are done tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. As of recording this on the 25th or done the 26th, we have to have a, a brief thing tomorrow and then they're pretty much out. Um, and like, oh, Chastain, you know, uh, we, you know, are you looking forward to it? It kind of sucks that you lost some of your summer. And I was like, no, I was like, I get three weeks to be at the school, put some hours in, hang out with my administrative buddies, really plan for next year, go through that whole process. Then I get to go to a principal convention down in Austin, which if there are any fellow principals listening to this, I don't know if we have any principals listening to this podcast, but if there are. Shout out Come see me at uh, TASP Or maybe you're in Austin Maybe we can hang out Um, And then So like At the end of June My summer starts And then Like I'm back Like July 20th So it's really like A three Four week break-ish And I'm hyped about that That is a perfect time Go back, really start. Like, I'm already thinking about all the things I could do in my role next year. I'm going to be at the same school. Um, we're doing some changes. Uh, I'm excited that I survived a year as an AP and that I really enjoyed it and that I'm excited about it. We're building a really great English team. I'm going to have some more responsibilities next year because of my uh, so some of my success this year, which is really cool. Um, so I'm just excited to do all of that, which means I really don't want a big break. I want that break for writing for craft and draft and I want it to plan. I want to do some PD for craft and draft. I want to do some other things. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how it feels. That That's what it is. You're excited for a variety of reasons, which we're going to jump into here in a little bit. I won't spoil it until we get to the topic of the show, but yeah, that's my answer. Ochoa. Well, there you go, everybody. We know what Jacob's going to be doing. So anyway, <laughs> welcome to Craft and Draft. I'm Pam Ochoa. That's Jacob Chastain. So what are we talking about today? And are you going to introduce our patrons and all that other I good am. stuff? I am. And we're going we're to do it before 19 minutes into the podcast, unlike last <laughs> like week, last which is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. We're, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to jump in here uh, and talk about endings. And I have, a, I have a lot of thoughts to say about this. I feel this is going to be a philosophical podcast. So if you're here for pure workshop conversation, this might not be the one. I love that we've broadened this, this, this uh, podcast that really incorporate this. Sometimes we go nitty gritty on workshop Ochoa and reading and writing and conferencing and all that stuff. But sometimes we go philosophical and I got to admit, sometimes it just feels nice to turn on a microphone and talk to you for an hour because I need this at times. I don't, (laughs) I don't get to debrief all the time anymore. As a principal, you, you know, we debrief principal things, but there's, there's just some nuances that, uh, that you and I, you and I bond on a deeper, a deeper level. So hopefully this conversation is going to be fruitful for everyone. But <laughs> for everyone who is new to the podcast, we talk about everything under the sun here. So if you want to know what craft and drafts means, we have tons of podcasts about our journal system. We have tons of podcasts about reading and writing workshop, conferencing, everything else under the sun. But if you like this at the end of this episode, I need you to do something. Go join us on Patreon. They get bonus episodes, bonus training videos. They get access to our craft and draft demo video and so much more. 
just like Alicia, Brandy, Leah, Mark, Amy, Sarah, Rebecca, Courtney, Carol, Melissa, Destiny, Lori, Natalie, Susan, Tracy, Andrea, Hannah, Lori, Jen, Matt, Amanda, and Donna all have. They support us. They get bonus videos, bonus content. They get access to the trainings that we'll be launching here in the summer. We're going to talk about all that more here shortly, so stay tuned. But go join us over there if you would like to throw some dollars our way. If you can't, no problem. Subscribe to the podcast. You don't miss anything. Leave a review. Those reviews really do help. Come back next week, as always, because we drop an episode pretty much every single Friday. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's go get to the conversation. Alrighty. Miss Ocho. Endings. You know what I said Endings. multiple times today? Endings. You know what I said? I'm assuming. <laughs> what? No, I said, <laughs> I hate endings. You hate endings. I hate them. I despise them, actually. And I've been thinking about this for multiple reasons. There, there's a lot of reasons why I've been thinking about this. But I, I despise endings. I don't like I, I love beginning stuff. Right. I love a fresh start. I love a, a brand new journal that you buy and it's fresh and it just has all this opportunity in it. Doesn't mean I use it. I have uh, notoriously bought journals and never written in them. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, notoriously done a lot of things that are new and, and not started them. I feel like a lot of people, maybe some listeners of this podcast who uh, are in similar state, they like to start things. They don't always finish them, but I love, I love a fresh start. New year's Eve and new year's day are probably my two favorite days of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the, my two favorite days of different years. Yes. Because it's, it's mm-hmm. the new year's Eve is the promise of the, the new beginning, right? It's not, it's not an ending to me necessarily because new year's Eve is all about resolutions. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love that, but I, I dislike endings. I don't like the endings of books. When I get to the end of a novel, I get really stressed out. Like the last 100 pages stress me out. It's interesting, right? That is. I like, but then I, I guess in music, I do love endings, but I also don't because I end up hitting repeat. I, endings of school years. This is what happened this year, right? It's been interesting. The last Three years of my career have been spent crying because sixth grade. So three years ago, COVID 2020, the end of the year was really weird because we were all at home, right? Next year, I looped up with those same kids. Ending happens. All the kids are in tears. I'm in tears because we're like, oh, my God, we're not going to be each other. Right. And then eighth grade, I'm bawling in front of everyone because we're all there going to high school and everything else, right? Yeah, you blocked the whole entire entranceway. Nobody could get in or out of the building because of all right. the crying that was going on. Mm-hmm. Right, it was very, it was very emotional for I all witnessed it. <laughs> Though for people who want the documentation of those videos, those are on, uh, <laughs> or the pictures, they're on, they're on my Instagram channel, or Instagram page, sorry. But, and then this year was really weird. It was... So high school, or at least our high school, so we have exemptions. So if kids don't have a, a certain amount of absences, they don't they they have a certain amount of grades, they can be exempt from finals. So it's a ghost town at the high school. So there's really not a lot of kids there. And so it's very chill, it's very relaxed. There's really not a lot going on. You know, some teachers take the finals very seriously, some don't. Some are like it's almost like a party environment. So it's like, you know, it's 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 very kind of all over the place, which is fine, but it's it's weird. And so like I had a handful of kids come up and like, hey, Chastain, really enjoyed you. Like I had this group of girls 
uh, they were, they came up to me and like, Hey, we just met, like, like we just like recently like connected and they're like, I can't believe we just connected. We've only really talked to you for like the last month, but we miss you. Hope you have a good summer or whatever. And I had a lot of those kids come up and, you know, say goodbyes and whatnot. I had a lot of teachers have some good conversations. Um, but it was, it was a different vibe, but it, it still hit me. Like, I just don't like endings. And I, I know I'm still working, but the, the school year is what matters. Like I'm there, but if, when the kids aren't in the building, that's an end to me, right? The kids are the reason I show up. The kids are what I, what I do, why, I, why I care. Like I, like I'm going to be in my office doing all kinds of paperwork and making phone calls and all kinds of stuff for the next three weeks. But that's not what I see my job as. So when I think of endings, I'm like, yeah, the school year ended, but it's like, I'm just, it almost makes me uncomfortable. I don't know. How do you feel about endings? Do you, do you like them? Do you see them the way I see them in terms of a, almost like a contrast to a beginning? Am I overthinking this? I don't know. Give me some thoughts, Ochoa. Well, I mean, to me, endings are hard. I've had, I've had a lot of endings over my lifetime and there's more to come. I'm sure. But also an ending means that you're about to start a new chapter. So when you're looking at that or or now I can start a new book, if you will. So um, usually when I finish a book, I start looking to see if that if I like it. I start to look to see if the author has another book so I can get into a new, another book. So sometimes an ending isn't a bad thing. Sometimes an ending gives you the opportunity to start something new and something fresh and something that you've never done before. So sometimes an ending can can go that way. Um, but sometimes an ending, like you said, is it's really sad. And I think to me, it just depends on what I'm ending. <laughs> that makes a difference whether it's sad or not. And sometimes they're abrupt and sometimes they linger. So, um, I don't know. I mean, there's all different types of endings and, uh, but sometimes I'll look at them like, okay, so we survived that. I'm now ready to do something different, something uh, new something, what have you, or I'm now can start over and start fresh and just depends on if I like the way things were going at the end has a lot to do with how I enjoy the ending or not enjoy the ending. So, but yeah, today was our last day with the kids as well. So, um, the te- for the eighth graders, they had an eighth grade celebration day and we had a faculty, uh, it was, it was kind of neat. They, they cooked, uh, hot dogs for the, for the kids. I don't know what they did the whole time. Cause I was with my seventh grade group, but they asked me to referee the, the volleyball game between the faculty and the eighth grade girls. So, uh, so there I was blowing the whistle and, uh, one of our vice principals, he got in the net right off the bat. I blew the whistle on him. It kind of felt good to be able to blow that whistle on the on the referee, not the referee, the the principal. And then a student that I used to have, you know, he was our theater teacher and I had him when he was in uh, school. Well, anyway, he stepped on the line. I got to blow the whistle, told him he stepped on the line. He did get the serve over, but he stepped on the line. And anyway, when he did, he started yelling at me, not really yelling at me, but he goes, it wasn't me. It was Larry. And Larry's a guy that I had. <laughs> with him way back when that he would always blame 
everything that he was doing on Larry. <laughs> Poor Larry, but that, I had them in ninth grade, and now here he is a long time later, and we're teaching with them. And then there was one of our volleyball players. I actually called a, uh, she, I called something on her that she was like, what but the thing is is they they don't really have great refs and so they've never had anybody that knew all the rules <laughs> and i was calling all the rules so that's that's kind of and then when it was over the um but the kids it was during their lunch time and so it was really kind of neat because they cooked hot dogs for all the kids and they went in to the um gym and they ate their hot dogs and watched the volleyball game and then when it was over all the kids the teachers lined up uh, all the eighth grade teachers lined up in the hallway and they all went through and kids were crying. Teachers were crying. It was, but this time they made sure that we did all the crying, not in the front hallway for your area, like uh, happened last year with, with Mr. Chastain. <laughs> so they spread everybody out. So the crying could happen along the way and not clog everything up. But, you know, and there were kids cause you know, I had those kids last year and they came to me and, so it was neat that I got to be included in that at the end. So that was a good way to end and, uh, you know, be able to tell some of the kids to, you know, let them remind them of how talented they are and how they're going to really enjoy high school and all of that kind of stuff. So it was kind of a neat way, even though I will miss several of those children. I like what you said. It depends on the type of ending. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And th this is the interesting thing for me because I hardly ever really cried endings, but I mean, obviously, I, I bawled like a baby last year. But uh, oh yeah, I saw like, it. But that, that it's was, true. <laughs> it was like a lot. Of, it was like, it was like Niagara Falls or Angel Falls, any of those big and then, waterfalls. The we went out to eat. You and our partner who refuses mm -hmm. to do anything I ask her to do. But she like we she was like, oh, my God, get over it. We're going to go eat. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> okay. And it's it's just funny. Uh, but that but it, that, that's like a good thing, though. But mm -hmm. there's also I mean, the. There's endings that, you know, there's bittersweet endings. There's there's life transition endings. There are sudden endings. There's endings you don't choose, but you have to deal with anyway. Mm -hmm. There's just, a, I mean, the, the, the idea of an end is really fascinating because sometimes we think something ends and necessarily doesn't. Sometimes an ending is drawn out, but I don't know. Like, that's the thing, like... Uh, I like, let's talk about teaching, for instance. So when I left the classroom the first time, I had a lot of feelings about it because it really did feel like I was leaving the classroom like that, that when I became a literacy coach um, and then I ended up getting a class because I couldn't live without it. When I became a principal, I, I think it's because I did that before. I didn't, I never, I didn't feel like that. I felt like I was ending my time at that school which was very emotional and I, with those kids obviously and everything else, but I didn't feel like I was ending teaching for some reason. Like, I, I don't know. I think I just intrinsically knew that being I, the principal that I wanted to be was going to be involved in classrooms. I was going to be involved in curriculum. I was going to be involved in, in kids lives because the best principals I knew were those things. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I think that puts an interesting perspective on it, but it's still, there's a, there's a finality to some of these things where sometimes things end and you just don't turn back. You, you can't for whatever reason. Um, and that I guess is the piece, but I guess, I mean, with that segue 20 minutes into the podcast though, Chilla, I feel like mm-hmm. you have an ending that's happening right now that we've been kind of sitting on a little bit. Ending? I mean, a little bit at least, right? A I little mean, bit of an ending? I don't know. I mean, well, you, you take the reins on this one. We, we've I've been sitting on this. On this it. is a moment. I don't, people that are listening to this don't understand, like, this has been behind the scenes for a little bit and and not for any negative reasons, but just because mm-hmm. there, there's a time and a place. But Ochoa, you have the floor. Is retiring. <laughs> After how Ochoa many Ochoa is hanging it up for a little while anyway. Um, After 36 years. That's incredible. That's yeah, quite the, that's quite the legacy that you're you're leaving mm-hmm. well For a bit you know not, that's the thing you're not leaving right it's the you're you're shifting where your primary mm-hmm. focus is yeah i think so I, you know there's some things that came around first of all you were asking me if i would come and work with you again and i want to i would love to except when i started looking into it it was going to cost me a lot of money to move to a new district not that i I'm unhappy really with my district. I've been in my district for 34 years and I was in another district for two years prior to that, but I've done a lot of things. I mean, when people started asking me once, once it was announced at school, you know, what all have you done? What's it been like? You know, cause that opened up a lot of questions when people realized, you mean you've been doing this for this long? And so uh, a lot of questions. What was it like when you started? You know, those kinds of things, which we've addressed some of those on the podcast. But um, but I have a, a son that's coming home. Uh, so you asked me that. I looked into it. It was going to cost me quite a bit of money uh, at that time due to all the sick days and stuff that I've had. And they won't transfer and our district is going to pay for them. And so I, I can't really I don't really want to lose that. But then, uh, but then the other thing is, um, I have family. My son's coming home for two years before he ships back out again. And he's got three grandbabies and, or, well, he's got three children. I've got three grandbabies that are his and um, an opportunity to get to spend some time with them has come up. So uh, I want to be available. And then... Uh, we got to get that book written. So I seem to not have enough time. So we're going to write that book. And, uh, but then I ran into somebody else and because there's a shortage in teaching, if you will, they've changed some rules. So it's going to allow me, I can actually take off a year and then I can come back full time and still maintain some things. So, um, maintain my annuity and stuff. So, so the thing is, is, is I have to be careful about all the rules. So as long as I'm careful about the rules and I do exactly what our retirement system allows, then if I want to come back, I can. So then I'll be a free agent. So I'm not really giving up teaching at this point, but I am ending a career and it's been a pretty long career. I've done quite a few things. As a matter of fact, when we did the, um, 
retirement ceremony for the whole district, uh, I was in the last three sets of people. <laughs> there was like, I think two, three people maybe for me. So I might've been number four uh, that had um, years in the district because they, they ask us to come across the stage, if you will, across the floor. Um, and they did it by least to, to greatest as far as years of service. So I was in the very few that uh, were left at my stage. So that was kind of kind of neat. I think it was a, a been a great accomplishment. I didn't set out the year to retire. That's not what I set out the year to do. But um, it came clear to me that in February, I needed to make a decision. So I've actually, so we have sat on this since February. And you were like, no, you're not. And I said, oh, I am. I've already turned in my paperwork. <laughs> and you went, no. There's no way. And, um, but it's with the promise to get to come back and do things. Also, um, I, you know, because of what we do, uh, I had to turn that in to legal. And so they're going to allow me to continue to do this. So we're not going to have to give up any of that. So, uh, I'll get to still do my presentations and, uh, you know, do workshops and things like that. So I'm really excited about that. I don't know. What that, else am I supposed to say? You have any questions? I mean, just like I truthfully, I'm just curious at, I know like, cause we're going to keep like, let's just squash some of the concerns. Like crackling draft is going to continue. Yeah. Um, we're going to continue doing things. And honestly, it'll probably free, uh, it'll free you up to, to learn some of the more technical aspects of what we do, um, yeah. to, to just, just give you some more time to do those things, which would be great because as I'm losing time these days, it, I think it'll right. balance out honestly, um, mm -hmm. which is great, but it'll, it'll allow us to do a lot with craft and draft, but at the same time, it'll, it'll, you'll have a nice little, you know, quote unquote break for a year, but then you get to really decide, like where your passion is. And I think that you're going to lie somewhere with Mary Howard. So Dr. Mary Howard, I've had her on teach me teacher. She's one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, she did a presentation with Laura Robb at ILA several years ago. Um, mm -hmm. And the one thing she said in that presentation, she goes, you know, one of the great things about being retired and just working through people is I get to say whatever I want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, you know, because you're not beholden to a contract, you're not anything, you know. And right. I, I think that you, you're going to embrace that. Now, you're not really a rebel. You're not, a, you know, you're not like a, you don't push against the grain, so to speak. But you are a rule follower. And I, I think that you are going to embrace the freedom that you have and find all the different ways you're going to consult and you're going to do craft and draft and you're mm -hmm. and we're, you know, our next plan, like the next phase of craft and draft is really going into schools, school districts, really, uh, exemplifying what we, um, what we want to do and, and helping, uh, educators all over in that aspect. But you also have tons of other things that you can do. There's, there's full teaching that you can go into. There's, um, there are like literally like, the sky's endless. Like, so it's, it's really like you get mm -hmm. a break for a little bit 
And then it opens up and then you get to decide how you kind of write that, which is cool because you're not going to stop educating. Like there's, there's just literally no, I don't no, see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You're that's in your blood. You've done it for this long already and you're good at mm-hmm. what you do. You're, you're the, Thank you. Tim, I mean, th- there's a reason I do this show with you, but I, I truly believe you are the, 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 the bright spot of this podcast. You're the bright spot of when you do presentations. It's so funny because you're, you're so humble in life, but I've sat literally as, as recently as last year, I've sat in your presentations and Mm -hmm. people always love your, your sessions because you, you, you're personable, you, you, you're relaxed and people cling to it. They 100% do. I've seen you do it over and over and over again. And I think that what's going to happen though, is you're not going to have the You've always done that within the realm of teaching. You did it for a long time in the realm of coaching, but now yeah. I think that that's going to, I think that's just going to open up. And I, I feel like this quote unquote end is really just opening up to like, I guess, uh, a, a really new and exciting phase of your professionalism in terms of helping people. I don't know. Do you think of it that way? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think it's going to open up a lot of doors. That's one of the things that I tell people and they're like, why, you know, and, and it's like, well, actually what it's going to do for me is going to make me a free agent and I won't be beholden to, you know, I love my district. Don't get me wrong. You don't stay somewhere for 34 years and you don't appreciate what you've gone through. I love all the people that I've worked with and, uh, I, you know, I've enjoyed it. I, it was funny. I went out to eat lunch with um, some of our, you know, colleagues that you you're friends with. And we went out to eat lunch today. And it was interesting. We we go and sit out because we had a big group. So we sat on the patio and there were three tables on the patio. Guess what? I had worked with every, somebody at every table at some random restaurant. <laughs> Because they were all teachers going out at the same time. And they were all from different schools. One was at a high school, an elementary, and then us, which was at a middle school. So it was just kind of fascinating that they were like, Pam, are you going to sit down and eat? And I'm like, well, well, hang on. I got, oh, wait, hey, how are you doing over there, Tina? You know, that kind of thing. So I couldn't even sit down because of all the people that were, uh, that I hadn't seen in a while and things like that. So, so, um, so I have really enjoyed over the years i've had ups and downs don't get me wrong and i've had some pretty bad downs and i've had some pretty great ups but overall when you got to look at things from overall perspective you know what i mean i mean there's some bad times and good times and there's some times that just are mediocre just let's just face it but what's it like all the way you know across i mean what's your trend line and if your trend line is in a pretty good spot then, you know, I think you can take, take, consider that as a success. And I would say that um, I've had some ups and downs, you know, how trend lines go up and down, up and down, but overall it's been up uh, with some downs and and ups and downs like that. But, uh, but I really have enjoyed our district, but we're, I'm at the point now where I think it would be better for me uh, and for our participants that in our patrons and other teachers in our state and anywhere else. And for me to actually become, if you will, a free agent and be able to help other places, other people, uh, you know, other teachers and what have you. I don't know exactly how that's going to look. 
all the way through. I know that we're going to continue this because I'm committed to this. And, but, you know, I think it'll open the doors with more time. So, yeah, I'll look at it that way. And then looking at, um, you know, possibly going back in the classroom when I'm allowed. Right now I'm not allowed if I do this. So I have to, I have to be, I have to follow the rules. But once I follow the rules and, and uh, I get the cl all clear, then I'll be free to go back in the classroom, not go back in the classroom, uh, do what you're talking about with Mary Howard and, and Laura Robb. They have influenced a lot of people, uh, Linda Reef, um, Penny K, all of those people, you know, I think Linda for the longest time taught at least one or two eighth grade classes, but then she went on the circuit and did a lot of presentations, a lot of workshops. You know, if that comes about, great. I, I'd be open to that those kinds of things. So we'll just see what happens. But um, no, I'm excited about all the new possibilities. And uh, I think it's going to open me up to do uh, a lot of things that and, and of course, another thing too, is uh, English is not my only subject. So I mean, I could open up to all different types of, of subjects as well. So I mean, I could. So I see all kinds of uh, possibilities. Here's the interesting thing is I, <clears throat> I I think there is a lot to be said for people who have done their time, <laughs> so to speak, in the <laughs> in the system. Um, I I think people do lose relevancy when you leave the classroom to an extent. And I, here's the mm -hmm. difference though. I've made that comment before. Like if people like dive into really the depths of kind of, I guess my philosophy, I've said it a lot on early episodes of teach me teacher. I've said a lot on social media. I've kind of changed my tune a little bit, but I, I think you do lose relevancy the longer you're out of the classroom. However, I think people mm -hmm. who were in the classroom longer stay relevant longer. Um, that's been my biggest fear as someone who spent eight years in the classroom and then became an assistant principal. Now, where I think I counteract that is I love it so much that I'm in classroom still. And so yeah. I'm, I'm still talking pedagogy. I'm still reading the literature I would if, as if I was teaching, I'm working with English teachers. So I have to stay up on my research. Like I'm still working with Heinemann and like, for instance, like Jennifer Saravalo just sent me her latest book, um, because she wants to have a conversation on teach me teacher. Um, and so those, like, I'm still in that world, which keeps me relevant, but that's a conscious effort. I think what happens is a lot of people go through the motions. They they want to get promoted. They want leadership. They want to et cetera, et cetera. They, they end up becoming irrelevant to the evolving nature of teaching and, and the pendulum swings of teaching and everything. But I think people like you who spent 36 years in this, I think you stay relevant longer. I think Linda Reef and Laura Robb and all of those, you know, those uh, educators that we love so much that we praise so much on the podcast, they stay relevant because they've done it so long because there's a core of teaching that doesn't change. There's a, there's a core of the, the humanity of teaching that doesn't change. And I think that's exciting. Um, and I think that's why you're going to stay relevant and why you're going to still like, you know, we're what, 130 something episodes into craft and draft. And we, we mm -hmm. still find new topics. We still find new, more nuances to um, some of the topics we've hit a thousand times. 
Um, and that that's what's exciting. And that's what, like, I think everyone, I think every educator should hope to have a career like yours because you're, mm. you've, you've done so much, but you've, you've seen so much, but you're, you've been in so many pockets. Like, I think the, one of the greatest assets you have to the, the show like this is that you've taught so many things. Like you've been a social studies teacher, you know, you were a mm-hmm. GT teacher, you've, been, mm-hmm. You were an academic coach for a decade um, or mm-hmm. more over a decade. You've you've had that experience. And so you've seen so many different things. And that gives a lot of perspective to what you care about, which is reading and writing and literacy mm-hmm. um, and coaching educators. And I, I think that piece is I, I think it's so powerful. And so what, what I hope for you genuinely is that you capitalize on that and 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 use it to pass it along and i think we've talked about this before i think we've joked about this on the podcast before but (laughs) i really do think like the legacy of workshop teachers is is like equivalent to like the legacy of like like buddhist meditators right because they they was like you know my master taught me this and you know it just goes from master to master to master until you get all the way back to the buddha right that's like at least that's the idea that's true and yeah well, I was going to say, you know, we always say in Abydos that you were standing on the giants of those that went before us. And and so that kind of goes with what you were saying. Go ahead. Sorry about that. No, that I mean, that's kind of where I was going. And, and it's uh, well, honestly, I was about to trail into Catholicism, which was like the just the. <laughs> The trail of going from, you know, you think about just the the origin of like popes, right? All the way mm-hmm. back to like the original stuff. And so I I love that idea of just the passage of knowledge. Um, but I think that is something that is I, I do think it's important. I think it's important. And you and I, we take time to acknowledge that. We're going to take time in our book. We take time on the podcast all the time. Like a lot of ideas are original. Like Craft and Draft is our brainchild, but that brainchild only exists because of all of these other people who've done the work before us. Exactly. Um, and we acknowledge that. We we give them the research. We give them the credit. And we always will because there's we're not trying to steal anything. We're trying to innovate on top of what other people have done, which I think is what I think, I think it's just the proper intellectual way to handle these things. But I think your, your the what you have a really interesting perspective in the fact that you've put in the work to learn the research. You've put in the work to know um, the the origins of all of this. And now you like your legacy, you know, you finished kind of your core. I guess, you know, effort for society. Now it's you get to take time to go, okay, so where do I want to focus? And I think that's interesting in terms of talking about endings is, like you said, sometimes you end to begin something new. And I wanted to ask you in terms of just thinking about new for you, like what is what this ending is giving you all kinds of opportunity. What is it that you're you're looking at primarily? Well, what I'm hoping to do is be able to continue to do workshops, maybe uh, be more free to do conferences. Uh, you know, I just got finished doing the Abydos. So one of the reasons why I did the Abydos conference, uh, they asked me to do a spotlight session, but just attending it and everything is um, you in order for me to teach Abydos to other teachers, I have to stay current and I have to show that I'm current and I have to go to the conferences. That's one of the nuances. That's how they, they kind of help you stay current is to make you go to these things. 
And, um, and so I went, so I've already, you know, I made a point to go whether I was going to be teaching or not, but one of the reasons is, is because we need presenters. We need people. I, you know, I'm able to do a reading, uh, course. I'm able to do, um, a, you know, a tested, you know, I've got, I'm certified in that, that, you know, teaching teachers how to, you know, work with these tests, uh, of course, the writing one is the heart of what we do, and and it's the it's the main basis. It is the longest session, but the thing is, is I'm able to do that. So I see myself um, as far as for education is actually if if they need somebody to attend those things to present those things to other teachers, I now I can go anywhere in the state or anywhere. You know what I'm saying in right now in the United States, I can go wherever they need me to go and I'm not limited. So that's one of the things, uh, you know, that's very helpful. Uh, in the past, I mainly stayed with our district because our district, you know, they paid for me to be able to do a lot of the stuff. And so part of my contract was making sure that I taught our teachers first. So our teachers always came first, which that's why you were one of my uh, my students, right? Because that's how we used to do it. And um, another thing too is, yeah, I was an academic coach, an instructional coach. I did it not for a full decade. It was actually for seven years that I was actually assigned that. Uh, and that's because they made GT specialists. I'm also a GT specialist. So, um, you know, the, which is gifted and talented for those who have a different name for it, uh, working with those students. And I can test them and things like that. So I can see myself uh, eventually maybe helping schools with those types of things. Um, I don't see myself subbing. That is something I don't see myself doing. I see myself uh, maybe as a consultant going in and helping teachers uh, in, especially in places where they don't have, um, I guess, employees that actually go in and help teachers. So I know we have reg our region people do that, but sometimes they can't get there. So I don't really, so I don't know. I mean, I think the sky's the limit. I know that's a cliche, but I think it's whatever. I think what's going to happen, Jacob, is I think as we start stepping into this new part in my life, we're going to have opportunities that are going to show up. And I typically take any opportunity that shows up because then it opens up another opportunity. So if I want opportunity, I make sure I say yes. So I see a lot of yes coming my direction at some point to education and helping others. Yeah. I mean, and that is, I don't know. I mean, that that's the interesting piece. I think that is the, the one thing that I've learned from people in all honesty, whether it's talking to Jeff Anderson, Penny Kiddo, Kelly Gallagher, uh, Joe Dombrowski, uh, whoever is when you, the, the more you're allowed to say yes to so the more opportunities just open up. Like, in mm -hmm. the more success you have, the more, I guess, you can kind of say no. There's a term in, uh, I guess, the entertainment world where it's like, once you make enough money, you have, like, F you money, right? Like, you, you, you don't <laughs> have to do nice. stuff. <laughs> but education. Family friendly show. <laughs> I didn't say the word. Oh, okay. Well, just like I tell my kids. <laughs> 
You made us think it. All right. Well, that was <laughs> anyway, 40, that I was just... a forty-three minute. So if we need to edit that, let me know. <laughs> oh, don't. I just include whatever. Anyway, anyway. the yeah, I understand the, what you're saying. Yeah, the no idea money. is that yeah, you're when you have a lot of money, you have the freedom to do whatever you want. But when you don't, you kind of you got to do stuff. And so education, like you, it's funny because I so I had a student, uh, a senior. Mm-hmm. Who's awesome? The, the, they crack me up. Uh, one of my favorite students ever on the planet. Um, they came to my office today, and they were like, they were there for finals, and they sat in front of me, and we, you know, we were just talking, and all, and, and they're like, you. Like, oh my God, I have so many Instagram followers. I have like a thousand. I was like, really? I have like 6,000. And I started talking about the podcast and two <laughs> books. And I started about the Facebook page that has like over 50,000. And they go, oh, you're famous. You must have a lot of money. And I'm like, well, I got to tell, I got to, I, you know, there's, yep. I definitely have a lot of eyes, but I got to tell you, not a lot of money in education. <laughs> I got to tell you, doesn't matter what you're doing. Um, and it was, it was just funny because it's, that's the the money aspect. Uh, it is what it is. We we know we don't do it for the money. There's there's avenues for that. You know, the more you do keynotes, like you know, you know, I've had keynote speakers on my podcast who literally make multi million dollars speaking just for the summer, and they spend the rest of the time just doing, you know, one offs or social media, or living their best life. You know, going to Hawaii, doing whatever, which <laughs> is super cool for them. But at the at the end of the day, like I like I just I don't see a time where you or I ever get away from the grind of of what schools are, um, you know, and schools are going to evolve. Right. We've talked about this a lot, that the political landscapes evolving schools, schools should be smarter now, like schools going to change. But the I, I think the essence of just putting in the work, working with kids, coaching up teachers working on what quality curriculum is, working on what quality standards are, working on what quality data is. I think none of that's ever going to change regardless of what the future mm-hmm. holds. And I think that's where experience comes in. I think that's where the, you know, money's great. And obviously everyone would love to be a millionaire, but at the end of the day, like I want impact. I want legacy. I want, I, I want to be able to, go to my mailbox at my school and open a letter from a kid that I taught years ago that thanked me, which happened this week. I, I went to mm. my, my box and a kid had sent me a letter and they said, Mr. Chastain, I don't know if you remember me. You taught me several years ago, but we had to write letters to our favorite teachers. that teachers that made the most impact. And I thought of you. So I hope you get this. And it was a wonderful letter and it gave me all the feels. And today kids were, you know, finishing up their, years and I got messages from students who are like, you know, I'm finishing up my freshman year, I'm finishing up my junior year, you know, I'm ready to graduate. I got invited to the graduation um coming up tomorrow, which I will be at. And so there is just it it's it's all of those things that that's the stuff I care about. Like I I mm-hmm. I love audience and I love growing craft and draft. I love growing teach me teacher. I love having eyeballs, so to speak, on social media and posts and everything else. But at the end of the day, the kids are what matter. I had a so I, I posted recently talking about endings, uh my good friend who passed away uh recently he did the the logo for Teach Me Teacher. People want to read that post, they can. If you want to donate to his uh, the charity for his family, they can. He passed, He's my age. He's 32. He passed away. He had two kids. 
Uh, he met his <laughs> wife in middle school. Very sad. Um, <clears throat> one of the best people I've ever known in my entire life. But he, that piece, him, like, like that legacy, I posted about that and just kind of my connection to him. And I just did it more of like a, like I write to process. I write to reflect. I write to conclude. I, I write, I, I just love writing. It's one of the, my favorite things to do. It's, it's one of my forms of expression. I posted that on my Instagram. I had a, a senior who is uh, one of the, the lead seniors at my current campus. He messaged me on social media. He said, you know, just to kind of sum up, he was like, you know, this really connected with me. I, I, I really respect this or whatever, but he connected to this story that I was sharing. And I think that is so powerful is the, the world that we live in. Like, that's what I care about. Money, eyeballs, attention. I love awards. Like I love all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like to know that I even affected one kid is the most powerful thing that I can experience to know. I affected a class is another thing to know that I affected, you know, all of these human beings over this lifetime. And I just, I, I know that, you know, you talk about all the time, you run into kids who you taught they're adults now, like you, you know, you, you, you work like that your campus right now, you worked with, you work with teachers who you taught, right? Like you have that legacy. And I, I think that is, that's why I, like what we do as educators is so powerful and why I think endings are, uh, they're they're emotional to me. They're I don't love them, but I also think that they're they're necessary. Obviously, everything comes to an end, but they're they're such a core piece of what we do because an ending leads to the next thing. And I just I don't know that that's my capstone for this conversation is is it's it's the it's your legacy is what an ending means. And I my ultimate goal in life oh. is to make that legacy matter. Well, I, you know, I, I have, um, you got to meet my mom and dad Yep. at my retirement thing that you came to. And, um, they're all about legacy that they have left a huge legacy. My aunt, she wasn't able to be there, but she's, she was in education for 50 years. My parents were in there anywhere from 35 to 43. I'd have to really sit down and figure out how long they were in, but, um, but the whole thing is, is, uh, you know, my dad that you had met, um, if somebody knows him, like, uh, I think I've already shared this story. I don't remember, but, uh, anyway, somebody was like, you mean your dad is, you know, and Ray and I said, yeah. And uh, they said, you know, he's a legend, right? He's a legend. And so people look at my dad as a legend. They look at my mom as a wise woman who, who made a difference in their lives. And they, and they, we, we get stopped all the time in different places. I mean, we could go as a matter of fact, the other day, mother goes, well, we were over so-and-so you're not going to believe what happened. I said, what dad found somebody that knew him. Yep. And we had to, you know, so it doesn't matter where, where my parents go. That's how they are. And it, it's really been surreal or kind of an honor for people to stop me like today when, you know, just the mere fact that I worked with the, these people, but I actually trained a lot of them. And so it's just kind of neat to have people stop and say, look, you, you really made a difference. And so I think I like your idea that an ending 
uh, is a legacy. And I, I think that that's a good deal. I had one kid when you're talking about it, it's all about the kids. I had one kid that I didn't even think appreciated me that much this year. But when they all found out, what, you're retiring? Because they were getting, actually, the way the kids found out, and I didn't really announce it, but what actually happened was they were, some of our teachers were making decorations. And they were like, what, what, what are you making? A, why, why are you doing that? You know, they're making flowers, different things. And they go, oh, yeah, it's for Miss Ochoa's retirement party. And they're like, what? And I mean, I had a whole handful of kids, you know, four, five, six kids immediately go, well, we have to go. So they actually ran down to my room <laughs> to say goodbye. And then they were like, we're so sad, you know. And then I had this other kid that I didn't think liked me that much. And so that's how he found out about what, Miss Mitchell, what? You're retiring because they came to his class. That's what, that's where I was going with the other kids. And uh, anyway, and I go, well, yeah, yeah. And they go, he goes, but Miss Ochoa, why are you abandoning us? You're abandoning us. And I'm like, well, I'm going to stay till the end of, I mean, they just found out, like they only knew like last week, you know? And so they're like, but you're abandoning us. And I said, I'm not abandoning you. I'm just moving on. I've taught for 36 years. You're going into the next level. You're not going to, you know, but, but I won't be able to come back and see you. So, I mean, it was just kind of neat to realize that even, Though this year I had one class that was really, really rough that I had kids that wrote, I had a lot of letters and a lot of notes and uh, a lot of thank yous and uh, adults and children who uh, thanked me for inputting into their lives, for impacting their lives. And so, yeah, it, it is kind of humbling. It's a humbling experience to know that you've impacted people, but uh, you know, I can't, I can't ask for more and I don't really want that part to stop. So I'm hoping that with this new venture, I'll be able to help even more people. Good Lord. What an inspirational speech, Ochoa. You really got a knack for this. You got to do some keynotes, but that's Ochoa. I'm Jacob Chastain. This is Craft and Draft, ladies and gentlemen. I told you it was going to be a philosophical episode. Maybe next week. Actually, you know what? I got some plans. I talked to Ochoa on the phone today. We have some, I got some ideas. You're going to love these, Ochoa. I don't want to spoil it because I don't want you to spoil it for yourself, but I have some ideas. I gotcha. We're going to jump in. We're going to do some, uh, I have an idea for a video we're going to do for our listener plus tier, our extra listener right. tiers. So we got a lot of stuff coming. So if you want all mm -hmm. of that, go to the Patreon page. We have some amazing things happening. Patreon.com slash craft and draft. You can find the link at craftandraftworkshop.com as well. If you can't do that, Subscribe, leave a review, all of that other stuff. Share this with your PLN, your PLC. Let them know. Join the conversation. Have fun with us at Craft and Draft. Just like Donna, Amanda, Matt, Jen, Lori, Hannah, Andrea, Tracy, Susan, Natalie, Lori, Destiny, and Alyssa, Carol, Courtney, Rebecca, Sarah, Amy, Mark, Leah, Brandy, and Alicia all do. I feel like I always uh, say Lori's name like that. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I don't know. But join us. We're going to do some amazing stuff. I hope you're having an amazing year. I know a lot of y'all are closing out your years right now. Hopefully it is worth it. Hopefully we are riding with you. Some of y'all may have more weeks. I don't know. Let us know. Send us a DM. If you have any questions, send us our way. But that's Pamela Trump. Jacob Chastain. And know that we are here for you.